a distant research facility. The final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! And welcome back to the Film Realcast. This episode 187. Thanks again for everyone who's uh, chosen to listen to this. This week, we're still going through Neil's repertoire of his favourite all-time films ever made. <laughs> Thanks. For that. And uh, <laughs> to do that, obviously, I'm joined by Neil, my good friend. How are you? Yeah, I don't feel like we're much friends anymore after after that. It's been a testing time. <laughs> we will be joined by hopefully Rav and Paul halfway through this podcast. They'll join at some point. Um, so you're not going to be just stuck with myself and Neil. So this week, actually, Neil, you do it, mate. What are we doing this week and why? Well, we decided uh, that we do sci-fi for a little while and you sort of sit there scratching your head, oh, what sci-fi could you do? You know, you could go into Star Wars and Star Trek, the usual generic ones that everyone talks about. And I thought, you know what, something that I watched many years ago and actually owned on DVD, wondered if you'd ever seen it before and you thought you had. And I thought, well, let's do Doom from 2005, starring Carl Urban, if I could say his name. And obviously The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Chambers. And um, it appears that you hadn't actually seen it at all. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, isn't it? Is it? Oh, why do I say Chambers? Fucking dick. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, The Rock, because of course you listen to this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd say I'd love it if he did, but I know he fucking won't. So I haven't got to worry about that. (laughs) No, if you do, I apologise. You know, give us an email, mate. It's fine. Uh, I'll take you up for a beer. Apologise. And yeah, it's something that I've sort of previously enjoyed watching, and I thought it'd be fun to see what you thought about it. So that's why we're doing it. Excellent. Yeah, and it's weird because I thought I'd seen it. Um, I was pretty confident I'll go into this thinking, yeah, I must have come across it at some point, and I hadn't. So um, it was, yeah, it's a bit of a shock to be honest. But I mean, Doom. I mean, I remember playing Doom when it came out, and I, th- I think it came out in uh, 1993. And I remember it was so big because you could play across networks of other people, and it mm-hmm. wasn't really story driven. It was just shooting these aliens, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose you could put it that way. There was a story to it, is in fact that hell had broken out and and it come from Mars and all this sort of stuff. And you were this soldier that were going around basically killing everything. And then, like you say, there was sort of an online shooter element to it as well. And it was sort of groundbreaking for its time. Um, And then as the games developed, as in number three, which James alluded to last time, it's they try to put a real sort of story emphasis on it. And I think this is what that film is loosely based on. Oh, because this one, actually doing my research, this one was more based on Doom 3, which was released in yeah. 2005, isn't it? Yes. And yes. That's uh, right. yeah. I, I must admit, I haven't played Doom. I, I played Doom 
when it first came out, really, really enjoyed it. I, I completely loved it. And then I played Quake, and I loved Quake. Quake yeah, okay. was a, a step up, and it was a really good, violent shooter game, wasn't it? it no, it was. It was. Um, a lot of my friends played that, and I was always sort of an advocate for Doom. I just love it. I love the premise of it. I remember growing up playing it. And just quickly, Dwayne Chambers is an athlete, and how I've got those two mixed up. Okay. <laughs> Just look at Why have I said that? And clearly, somewhere in my mate, my stupid brain, this athlete of track and field events has <laughs> snuck in. How you can't even blame the Olympics because the Winter Olympics going on. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's doing the bobsleigh. Um, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But yeah, no, this this was worse, mate. <laughs> this was this was based on the third game, and I I liked the third game. I owned it, and I I did play it. So. I think that's why this film probably resonates with me, and I feel I, I'm quite fond of it. Whereas obviously you've got no sort of background with it whatsoever, so probably found the whole no, concept no. a bit weird. Yeah, I have to say I kind of went into this not really knowing what to expect, and I, I like the cast. Mm. Um, I like Rosamund Pike. I think she's been in a few good things again. She's an actress. I think she's kind of been underused in a lot of. Um, I don't know what the choices that she made, but in a, she's. I liked her in James Bond. She was great in that. Carl Urban. Um, I was really disappointed with him in this, but I like him as an actor. He never. It's weird. Apart from Dread, I find, and obviously he was in The Boys, but for some reason, he f- always uh, kind of fails to set the screen alight, and like. Mm. I, I always struggle. I always feel let down that he could deliver more and he doesn't. Well, it's interesting you say that. I liked him in The Boys. I loved him in Dreads. It's one of my faves as well. I know you guys have already sort of spoken about that. And he was also in um, that film with Vin Diesel, Pitch Black. And I thought he was very good in that as well. But, but it's weird. He's not kind of gone on to bigger things it's not no. been like a drive like dread wasn't i mean for some reason you love dread i love dread but dread i thought was an absolutely fantastic depiction of judge dread yes and it never it didn't really appear to kind of kickstart his career onto bigger things which is strange isn't it no it is isn't it yeah he was in thor as well wasn't he He was quite good in that as the um scourge i I did find him funny in that but no you're right it hasn't you're right when he was in star trek wasn't he as well um did he play scotty in star trek i'm not too sure i'm not a star trek fan so i I don't really watch anything like that bones it was the doctor he wasn't the scottish guy but yeah you know i think he's had quite big roles but i've never seen that film either but um it's difficult isn't it he's he's clearly a good actor maybe he's just made some bad decisions and obviously you'll probably be on the the side that this was one of his poorer choices Uh, potentially yeah potentially um but i I could say that for everyone really i mean (laughs) you played (laughs) you played doom 3 how much storyline is this similar to the story of uh doom 3 I think is I don't want to piss the avid fans off, to be honest. Um, but from what I can remember, from what I can recall, it is basically a there's a research center on Mars, and they 
somehow activate the sort of gates of hell, if you like, which is the original story um, in Doom, in the original Dooms. Um, but it's more your way round, and there's people still about, and it's it's so it does follow it a little bit. It's just in this, obviously, it's all about experiments rather than actually finding the gates to the sort of portal to hell, if you like. So it is slightly different because I think they struggled with the whole, which probably shouldn't say hell and all this sort of stuff for whatever reason. Yeah. But I seem to recall that they wanted to stay away from that demonic thing. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, these films got worse and worse to a certain extent. And so much so when they uh, made the, the latest doom film, Annihilation. But, yeah, I think the the fractal the the people who made the original Doom were like, you need to state that this is nothing to do with the franchise of Doom. Yeah, and because it was that bad, wasn't it? It was terrible. Doom Annihilation. I mean, some people have issue many issues with this film, but that that Annihilation is is truly awful. So I watched that the other day, didn't I? You did, yeah. Yeah, and I I got to admit I didn't find it much different to this apart from the cast. Did you not? Yeah, no. that, that, I see. I, I found it a very much low budget version of this film. Yeah, I. It's so. interesting, really, because I kind of thought, oh fuck, here we are, we're back here again, and um, it, it was all very familiar. But I mean, it's interesting. They go, they stay away from hell, and they go for on the Mars, um, where Rosman Pike is, that they're experimenting on criminals, basically, aren't they? they you've got chromosome twenty four. Yes, and it was and it, correct me if i'm wrong because i normally am this was an alien planet and the chromosome 24 um when they inject that into the the prisoners if you're kind of for a simple version of it if you're pure of heart then it will make you a superhuman a soldier superhuman being but if you're not pure of heart for any particular reason which isn't explained in this film as to why you're not you'll then turn into like a zombie kind of devil and that which is what's wandering around in the corridor and, and, it, and it grows as people die and they all don't seem to be pure of heart they almost kind of secret wanks about things that <laughs> you don't know about basically what obviously we're going to pick this to pieces and it's fucking old now anyway so it doesn't matter but basically they find bodies on mars so they're on mars they find this gateway in the middle of the desert that travels you from Mars, from Earth to Mars in a heartbeat. And that's called the Ark. And they go to Mars. Anyway, they found these corpses and they've obviously been looking at them and they find uh, that they've got 24 pairs of chromosomes or something like that, rather than what we have. And how they explain it is that most of the body's genome hasn't been mapped. So, they're saying that if you they took this serum and if you were and they're saying that the bit that we haven't been able to figure out is either good or evil. So you take this chromosome and if you're good, it makes you superhuman. If you're an evil person, then you'll turn into a, a basically a monster. Which is a yeah. convoluted mm. saying it rather than just saying we found the gates of hell and we opened it by mistake. And now there's all these demons about, but <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, because it starts off with 
on Mars on the in the uh, laboratory where you see the staff being chased down and they're kind of it, in true style. The one at the back always gets taken out, which would be me if that was that case. And then the doctor locks himself in and he calls uh, for backup and says, we got a what's it a level five breach. level five fucking alarm and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the other doctor's arm gets stuck in the door and it starts getting beaten open. Um, and the way obviously this book contains spoilers and foul language, no doubt. But the way people do get changed in this or converted is this kind of this tongue goes into their neck, doesn't it? And it's not an airborne virus which converts people into these zombies. No. It has to go into the neck and it will then convert them into either superhuman or like a zombie. Or But they're not devils, though, are they? They're more zombies, aren't they? Yeah, they're basically monsters, aren't they? They, I think they can you know, think for themselves and stuff like that. As the film develops, you can, there's bits and pieces that allude to that. Um, but yeah, it, it's blood born isn't it rather than a a uh, sort of airborne virus so if you're an evil creature you can bite someone else or shoot your tongue out apparently so you um, can clearly always see who's been infected if they're, if they're covering yeah. their neck up and obviously you can't but it is evident who is affected which is a major issue in this later on but yeah. You, you do go the, um, back to the, the Marine Corps, the um, the Special Ops, their, uh, the um, RRTS headquarters. Yes. And this is when the the boxes start to get ticked and the tropes are all there. And they this is like a real underfunded, under budget, not as well written Aliens film, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose that's that's one way you can think of it. Yeah. Because they've all got. The different quirks, serious, pervy, and family man. I'm only here because I, I can provide for my family, and they're they're just all there, and they tick all of those boxes. And you've got the Rock, which is, and it's different because when you see the Rock, like now, you're so used to him being the hero, and which for me was the only good twist in this, because <laughs> you're used to the fact that. He's a man of morals. He's a righteous guy and he's really big and he'll step in where others wouldn't step in. But in this, it's he comes across like that straight away. He's called Sarge, evidently. Yeah. And but he doesn't turn out the way that you think and the way he's always contractually written into these films, which for me was a surprise at the end of it. And it was probably the only pleasant surprise, you know, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's good. I like the fact that they they made that twist. I have to be honest, I thought it was very good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I suppose that is a very good point. It was nice that they had a good versus evil at the end, and he was the evil one for once. And what's funny is that when I was just doing the research on this, that he was, you've got, obviously, as you spoke about, Carl Urban, who plays John Grimm, Mosman Pike, is Samantha Grimm. I think it's interesting they didn't go for, and it's strange as well, that they didn't go for the typical, he wants to go there because Samantha Grimm is his wife and he wants to go and rescue his wife, which would bring the love element in there and more of a plot driver. But it turns out that um, when people are talking about they'd love to nail her, and if you tap that, and it turns out that <laughs> they're the brother and sister, yeah. and they're brother and sister who haven't seen each other 
for fucking ages, for donkey's years, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And there is a bit of personal background there that um, you get hints at, but you don't get the whole storyline. It's more to do with their parents, isn't it? Yeah, it was. They were um, researchers, weren't they, up on Mars? And she decided to stay after they died, and um, he went off and became a marine. And it's like he blames himself, doesn't he, for their death, that he wasn't there. I've got that kind of impression. Yeah, I think it haunted him and he just didn't want to be there anymore. Because I suspect being there, he was just like, no, I can't, I can't be around where they died. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it must have it must haunt him. Because there's scenes in there where he, he has childhood screams and stuff like that. So That's it. And you, you've got Portman, you've got Goat, you've got Mac. Yeah. Um, you've got Destroyer. And you've just got quite a few other characters in here who, sadly, you don't get to see their demise because I found to read it out this film, the lighting in this film is so poor. When they're out on patrol, when they're underground and they're being they're trying to track down these monsters, mm. I had real issues trying to see which character was what, who, what was actually getting them. Because it was all shot in the dark. It was really hard to follow. I think that was the whole point, to be honest. It was supposed to be that mystery. We don't know what this thing is and stuff like that. And obviously a lot of... I think that was done on purpose, mate, complete, to be completely honest. I didn't Just, I didn't have an issue with it. So I really struggled finding, trying to work out who was getting killed because it was, it was just too dark when you had glimpses of stuff and... It wasn't a glimpse enough to to get my interest. It was like, for fuck's sake, just show me more of it. And, <laughs> and it was really annoying. But there's one funny line that when you see them all together and they're uh, kind of in the dorm and they're talking about, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to have a holiday. It's time for a break after all these missions. And I can't remember what character it is. He goes, I'm going to lock myself in a room and get three she-boys. <laughs> yeah oh, wow that sounds like a great weekend portman. and even offers up who wants to come and no one takes him up on the offer yeah portman's a dirty bastard in this i i love his character he's just like, <laughs> that does surprise me <laughs> yeah it just honestly it just I, I look at him and i i find him hilarious to be around because he's just sick and i love people with a sick sense of humor so he is filthy isn't he yeah, yeah. He's, he's just dirty he's quite a good actor as well isn't he to be fair, Richard Brake. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is good. And, and he plays this part really, really well. And he's very, very believable as someone mm. who would have your back. and But you just would not trust them with a bucket of sick because they're just <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And yeah. But I, I found Carbine, he looks so young in this. I mean, this film is 2005 and fucking hell, he really, really looks young. But he's, I found him really reserved and quiet. And it was kind of, I found him overshadowed by other characters. Even like Portman. Portman was, I found him more of a stronger character. And that um, Carl Irvine, who plays John Grimm, just sat in the back. He, he didn't really do enough for me. And I think that's where I struggle with him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I don't know whether they didn't want to make it obvious that he was going to be the the big good guy at the end, or if he was just another one of the sort of 
soldiers, if you like. But yeah, I can complete, I can I can't disagree with your analysis of it. And you, you're, you're spot on though. Yeah, that could be the case that he just sat in the background and whether he had a hidden agenda, um, whether because he I don't know back then in 2005, um, I'd probably not heard of him. So yeah. I don't That's know how big an actor he was. I mean, The Rock was still coming out of um, his wrestling then. And I didn't even know him as a wrestler. I've, I've not been, I mean, I hate wrestling. It's, <laughs> You're not a fan, are you? I'm so, not a fan of wrestling. No. James is a massive fan of he wrestling. Is. He is. And it's shit. And <laughs> John Wick is so much better. That's a big shout there, especially John Wick 2, yeah? Is that what you're going to say? John Wick 2 is a whole fucking heap of good, I tell you. It really, really is. <laughs> We love you, James. We love you. <laughs> I thought, out of all of the soldiers that are going in there, when you see these films, some of them are just cannon fodder. Yeah. And some of them are going to play more of a, a relevant part and probably might even have a speaking part. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised, and I can't remember. Um, oh, he's even called the kid. He is, yeah. Of how long he lasted in this film. I was waiting for him. Every time he did something... I I thought that's it. You've had it. You're gonna die. That's, he he does look well out of place, doesn't he? To be fair. Oh God, yeah. Talk about boys and men. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's his first mission and all this sort of stuff, but he looked proper like a rabbit in the headlights for the entirety of this film. And yeah. Yeah. Big burly blokes, and then him <laughs> this tiny little weed. So how do you get on that team? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even grow a moustache yet. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get hold of young Rav, and right. uh, I'm not having much joy, even oh, though he said he's ready. Uh, but um, we'll carry on, and I'm, uh, I'm sure he'll call us from Mars when he's good and ready. Yeah. They'll come but, through the ark and join us. But when they land on Mars and when they go there, this outbreak has just happened, isn't it? It's only yes. been hours since... And it's interesting that, well, first of all, we'll talk about when, how they get there. The, the, it's alien technology they use to actually get to Mars, isn't it? It's not yes. something that they've created. No, no. So Pinky, who's a British actor, he he kind of explains it. He's got he's that he's got that mechanical sort of wheelchair. Half his body is a wheelchair, isn't it? But um, yeah, they find this thing that they call the Ark um, in the de- in the desert back on Earth. And it sort of links them. They've managed to make it work and links them to Mars. And that's how they've been able to settle on there and get to and from there so quickly. And it was good Pinky reference because Pinky is someone who I know from the from the game. And so it, it was interesting for me to see his change as to, you, you knew he was, well, for, for good word, you knew he was doomed, basically. <laughs> yes. Because Pinky was... Um, it was one of the monsters I do remember. And it's great to see Pinky there. And the mm. monsters did have like, some of them had like mechanical legs, didn't they? Yeah. Back in the, back in the old game, it was, yes. And this one, this, there is a creature just like this in the third game. So it's, it's definitely based on that. But yeah, yeah. Pinky, the big pink demon things, weren't they? That used to yeah. Play. It's like a yeah. massive penis on wheels kind of thing, isn't it? It looks like yeah. a seal. Yeah. And yeah, and it was a really good call. And there are quite a few nods in this to people who play. And I didn't catch them all, but when I was looking on um, the internet, 
that there are lots of nods to the computer games which went way over my head that I didn't pick up. Like for the because um, I know the BFG nine thousand gun. Yes. And and that always to people believe it stood for big fucking gun. Yeah. And, and that was it. And I remember that gun. And one of the things that always stands out is the chainsaw. I mean, yes. it's so oh, it's so good to chainsaw aliens and. Probably the best bit in this film is the POV, which we'll talk about later on. But it's interesting when you meet Dexter Fletcher because you learn that he went through that portal and half of his body ended up in one place. And the other half ended up Christ knows where. So it's it's alien technology that just can't be trusted, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, they've managed to sort of control it better now. But at the beginning, yeah, it was very unstable. And that's why half his ass went to Mars and he didn't, I think, was the phrase that they use or something like that yeah exactly it would have been nice to see an ass floating around somewhere <laughs> which is a homage <laughs> yeah what did you think of rosman pike in this i think she's all right i don't that's a th- you know as much as i'm going to defend this film um i don't think there's any one particular person that has an outstanding acting performance in it apart from maybe um Richard Brake Portman I found him brilliant but yeah she was all right in it yeah yeah I, I didn't th- yeah I didn't really have any issues to be honest I don't know whether I she, she was limited to what she was given I honestly don't know and I always wonder that in films when you see actors who you've seen him in other things when it's pretty good is it do with the writing in this is it just they're doing the best from what they're given you know and you could say the same for um, Carl Urban I I've we've both seen him in films where he's really good the boys he's really strong really command he stands out on the screen in that from, from my own point of view others might hate it but it's interesting when you get people take up these projects and you think why on earth did you do that you're just not coming across as a person of interest who who holds the screen at all and i found her in this she probably did what she had to do the best she could but she's boring when she's on screen she, apart from when she's running <laughs> she's boring on screen it's, it's interesting isn't it i don't know i mean again maybe i'm giving them too much credit but it it, it very much felt like there wasn't obviously i know the rocks the big call on this game at uh, this film rather not game but it's almost like everybody was equal for me there was nobody that was sort of out out there above anybody else and i I don't know whether that's what they were meaning to do and the way it was written but i don't that's that's the way i sort of took it because none of it really bothered me i didn't find her particularly boring on screen but you know she wasn't she was just a scientist wasn't she she was there just to collect data she wasn't going to be called in to do anything that she shouldn't do if you see what i mean because you get a lot of tropes don't you in these action films and so you know where the scientist who's never really shot anything before or done any action all of a sudden can shoot everybody in the head from 50 yards yeah you know yes yeah. i i like the fact that they kept her like that like what you would expect her to be Okay, so we're joined by Rav, as promised earlier. Um, Rav, we're obviously talking about Doom. You know the film we're doing. Uh, we've been speaking about it during the week. Um, we're going to jump straight into it. At the moment, we've been talking about um, Rosamund Pike and that maybe she was, I think she was underdone a little bit. Um, and I'm. it's going to come across, I'm not as enthusiastic as Neil about this film, 
But the bit we're at at the moment, just to, to carry on with the film and the momentum, is they're currently in the lab, and you've got Rosamund Pike, who's talking about Lucy, the creatures that they discovered. And obviously, I think the, they were kind of referring to the first human being ever found or created was called Lucy. And you kind of, this gets a mixture of vibes of, it's going the holy side of things because it's talking about humans and the first human created. But this film, which I was surprised about, doesn't really follow the, the game. It's, it's They're just creating monsters by experiments. And the, what she needs to do is just save all the data, which is backed up. But that is purely her role, her function in this. And I found her a bit stale. How did you find Rosman Pike in this, mate? Uh, so with this it, it was a lot of techno babble for no reason and it, for me it was very much especially with the movie it's i don't want to say it, sh- it shouldn't be called doom this, this was just heavily or inspired by doom that's what i think this movie was and and with the whole scientific aspect of it it was just what are you talking about this makes no sense in what way um, it's just a whole, I think it's uh, nurture, because it's all about the chromosomes, isn't it? It's all about yeah. nurture and yeah. um, nature. So you're inherently evil. So No, you're not. It's it's all about you know, the way you're brought up and what you see around you. You're, you're a byproduct of what's around you. So no one's inherently evil. That's your take on it, but the take of oh, well, the film... Oh, that's true, very much. The, the, the take yeah. of the film was that part of the human genome hadn't actually been explored and what they're saying is that the alien race had developed these chromosomes and injected people and it affected you whether you were you had evil in you or if you didn't sort of thing so it's just a a take on something I, i completely agree with what you're saying but you know again like with many sci-fi films you could turn and say that about anything couldn't you no very true suspend disbelief because it's like mm. my film isn't it so no it's um there was a lot of heavy techno babble um, in this i found um but however if they had done that concept if they had followed through with that concept i think this would have been a very good movie but yeah yeah it, it just it just wasn't doom yeah cause they, they say that lucy i think it, they refer to her having 24 chromosomes and humans only have 23 yeah and mm. that's why they come around why do they have an extra one it makes her super strong super fit intelligent and her cells divide 50 times faster and she like they heal instantly which is i I don't know i mean were they trying to create i know it says that they don't get ill and things like that i mean was it trying to create super soldiers is was that the end game was it or was it just scientific reasons that they wanted to do this with all kinds of movies like this, the bad guy main um, main objective is to create super soldiers. So, because they did try in the prison, didn't they? Afterwards, yeah, they were injecting prisoners, weren't they? Mm. So potentially, um, but it wasn't it wasn't very it wasn't railroaded or in the sense that it wasn't explored fully. I think it's because they didn't know what it was, mm. did they? Because they, the the remains they found, and obviously Carl Urban sort of says because they said how did they how did all the people on this planet die? 
which is what they found the remains of. And they said, oh, you know, they just, they just went with time. And he goes, well, you don't shield a baby from time. So, you know, the whole premise is that, as we've sort of said, is that they found these dead people, figured out that they had 24 pairs of chromosomes, not 23, engineered that extra pair of chromosomes, and then obviously started experimenting on people, rightly or wrongly. Obviously, wrongly, you shouldn't do that. And this is the effect of it. But I completely agree with the fact that it isn't doom in the sense of the only reason it's doom is because of the calls to doom in certain things like the BFG and Pinky and things like that. And the fact it's set on Mars. Yeah, it's really strange. It's weird, isn't it? Because they they do find um, Dr. Carmack, who's the one from the start who did call out a uh, level five alert and he looks safe and well, considering when you saw him last, that there was a massive monster trying to smash down the door. And they bring him back to the lab. And it's weird because they make reference to the nano walls. But the nano walls, if I remember, weren't in the game. But they, they seem for some reason to make a massive deal out of them in this film. I mean, were they in the game or am I, I just not remembering it right? I don't recall them being in the third game. No. no. I think it was just something they toyed with you know they just did a stupid door that can close and kill you at any point <laughs> yeah. it's really, really strange isn't it it is it alternatively is. it's like oh we've got some new technology let's just put this in the movie <laughs> yeah. well yeah, yeah. someone had a concept i think you're right and that's the thing that it, it, it is weird because you're like why the fuck would you make a door that if it goes wrong you know a normal door, it might trap your fingers in it and go ouch, but this can trap you completely and suffocate Split you. you in half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I did like it when, and it really had kind of 28 days later vibes to it. When you have got Carl Urban walking around, he comes in a lab, and before when they went in this lab, there were animals in it. Um, they were all fit and healthy. But when they go back and revisit it, when they scout in the area, that they've torn open and you think these monsters have been in and these monsters have killed all these animals because there's bits apart. And I think it is a good twist and the makeup in this film, I think it is really good, especially towards the end with The Rock, mm. that you, it turns out it's the doctors who uh, have been infected by this virus and they're eating all of the animals, like the dogs and the cats and the monkeys and stuff like that. <laughs> and the, I love it when Carl <laughs> Owen just puts him down. It's so good. And I'm enjoying this because you play the game just to kill loads of aliens, violence, and it, it, it's just awesome. Chainsaw, shoot them, shotgun. It's, that's what you want. And I found with this film, it, it was hard work getting to those points because it was padded out. You know, there was too much suspense of flashlights and stuff like that. I just wanted more action in this. I don't know that what was... you guys thought that was doom three though you didn't go around doing that it was very much a search around and there was elements where you literally just had a flashlight and it was very much different to the original games where you just went around and shot everything right the third one was you couldn't have a gun out at the same time as your flashlight and some of the rooms were pitch black dark and then you'd be it was all about jump scares and stuff like that rather than just going around and shooting as many things as you could See, I love just the shooting the shit out of stuff. Cause but you couldn't make a film out of that, could you? How could you make, you know, it would get, you know, how many times have we complained about the fact you get bored quite quickly about 
hell here's another foot chase here's another car chase if you just had a film for an hour and a half of shooting the shit out of demons or aliens you know without a story attached to it it would get boring yeah i know what you mean it's like Shoot them up was one of the things. <laughs> well, fucking hell, honestly. But you know, if you take if you take that into example of Aliens, it's one of the best sci-fi films ever made, if not the best. Mm. And a lot of that is them running around shooting the shit out of aliens. But there's such an in-depth story to it. It's it's amazing, isn't it? So oh, oh, yeah, you, completely. You have, to, you have to have both. You can't just have someone going around shooting shit, like in Shoot 'em Up. Because you just sit there and go, what is this pile of trash? Yeah. yeah. You have to have a good story, though, then, don't you, to fall back on? Yeah, and that's where people will differ with this film. Some will turn around and say, this is a rubbish story and I don't get it and it's got nothing to do with Doom. And, you know, why is it called Doom? And I completely agree. And then you've got the other side of it as well. It has got a story if you're willing to give it a chance or if that's something you enjoy. It's not going to be for everyone. Yeah, I, 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 understand, I understand what you're saying. And I, I do agree to, to a certain degree. But <laughs> Painfully agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to agree at all. But I'm going to be but, nice uh, and say I do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But where I struggle is that you're right it has to like it has to have a story and this film does have a story and the, the narrative is is pretty simple it's not confusing at all no. it's um and if you haven't played the game which i haven't played you can follow this and you might miss little spoilers to it and little nods where they kind of do tip the hat to game players with little bonus words that are added but it's the uh, the way the story turns the inconsistencies and the way it's done for me, I, I found really hard work. I watched this film, and as I said earlier, it got it was so dark. I found it in the tunnels. I just thought, fuck it, I'm just stopping, and I'm going to watch it another day when I'm I'm in the mood for it. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the lighting in the actual film was was wasn't great, should we say? Um, they they could have done a little bit more. I mean, I understand the whole you know going through tunnels, etc., but. Sometimes you can barely see characters. Like, What's who, who is that? Well, you, you know who it is, but it's like you're struggling almost. Yeah, and, and think, you didn't have a problem with that, Neil, did you? We've spoken about this already. You found it not a kind of it didn't take you off the film at all or the story. No, because it's like I say, it's it's a massive call into the what the game was that you couldn't see anything in front of you for large parts of the game when you're you know going around and all of a sudden you have these demons jump out at you or whatever and it's it to me it was very much a homage to to the game so it, it didn't bother me at all i not one bit so i found that, that as it goes on you've got the rock who's obviously in control he, he does take charge of this that he is a man of morals in this film to us um for the first well i'd say how long is this film? This film is an hour and 44 minutes. Yeah. So he's a man of morals for an hour and 20 minutes. And then it's almost as if they thought, Fuck it, we're going to switch this up completely mm. and they're going a completely different direction. And this character is just going to change without any explanation. And that's, 
I, that's why I found this film so difficult to kind of to enjoy to a certain degree. And I, I don't really understand it because this is only an hour or, or a day at the most since these aliens have taken over. They land and in the holding bay, it's all pristine. It's perfect. And you've got all of these people there. And but in the lab, you've only got just a few doctors, Rosman Pike and a couple of other colleagues. I don't know why they just don't lock down that lab, lock down that area and then just fuck off and just don't open it. Because they want the research. Just, that's the whole it's, point. It's, that's the only reason they went in there is to kill whatever it was and get the research. Surely, I mean, if it's set, allegedly set in the future, you would have computer systems anywhere that you can access. But again, that's just me, you know, overthinking. Well, that's that simplifies anything. You could, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, mate. I completely agree. But ultimately, <laughs> if you did that, you know, we've, if you did that with every film or whatever, you'd be like, so, well, we can't make this film now because we've solved the issue. Yeah. The whole point is, technology didn't evolve in the same way that it has now. If you see what I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. very much, oh, we still have to use these weird sticks. And stuff yeah, alternative, the stuff alternative what they could have done is we need the research we also need to kill anything that's in there just sound well, just to get rid of any bacterial infections or whatever the case may be because that would have been that would have made it slightly more interesting well i think they were trying to hunt it down weren't they mm. but they were just oh, yeah, they, were, they, they weren't were. able to yeah. kill it because it was it was so good at Big hiding in the, in the shadows and you know like you say it was so dark you couldn't see your hand in front of you which is a massive issue. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and the whole thing with the rock turning, I think that's the whole point. With it. Again, I'm going to defend it because I like this film, but yeah. I can see what you're saying, Stu. But ultimately, that was that was the whole point of it. He was very much just about the mission. And yes, he, Carl Urban was his friend, and that's why he said, look, stay at home for this one, mate. And the only reason he said that is because he knew his sister was there and where they were going and stuff like that. Whereas... At the end, he's just about the mission. He doesn't care about anything else. And that's obviously shows that he doesn't really give a shit about anything. And hence what happened, why it happens at the end. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I understand that. It's just what he, yeah, what he does, I think is, is strange. But uh, what I do like, and this does have, this was before, I think this before Event Horizon. And it some bits really had an Event Horizon feel about it. And Event Horizon is a very, very good film. And if this would have gone down the more the lines of hell, like Event Horizon does, yeah. um, mm. I p- possibly would have enjoyed it more. And it would have been more creepy rather than the way they go. And I like it when, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not go i can't remember which character it is who gets killed and then he starts smashing his head against the window That's goat, yeah oh that is go it was go yeah. i thought that was great i thought the makeup was good i thought the look on his face was really really menacing and the fact that he was just seen smashing his head again and again and again until he killed himself up against that window was really really creepy and effective just to get at them it was great and I needed more than that, to be honest. That wasn't enough for me. All it was doing, you virtually saw Rosman Pike do a full autopsy. Who gives a shit about that? I know where it's going. She's trying to say it's a human being, and it can't be. 
But obviously it is. I don't need to see the whole autopsy, you know. Well, it's more building suspense than anything else. You know, the whole mystery behind it. That's the reason why. That's why I thought for that section. Yeah, me too. And again, it didn't. It didn't really bother. It just sort of brought it home, really, that these were people. And obviously them going in there, they didn't know this. They just thought it was some fucking creature. They were like, where the hell has this come from? Have they reopened the archaeological dig and some weird creature things come out of it? And it was, it sort of told them the story, even though we as the audience knew what it was. They didn't. Yeah, I completely get that. Honestly, I just think some of these things, for, for me, and I'm no film writer, I couldn't fucking direct a poo down the toilet without getting it wrong. <laughs> But it's just, I kind of think, I'd rather them just be there, sitting there, and behind them you've got Goat smashing his head against the window and just seeing how a rational person changes. And that would be more effective for me. Because it was done so well without any words being said. It, it just was really violent and horrible to see a human being smash his own head to bits. But you do get to see... The BFG gun, which is great because that brought me back into Doom because that gun was just awesome. If you unlock that gun, you kicked ass, didn't you? Yeah, ultimate weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Fucking one hit, one awesome. kill. Yeah, it's pretty yeah cool. definitely, definitely. And when is it Portman who goes for a shit? Yeah, because they're not allowed to call reinforcements, are they? The rocks Why is that? Said because they're there. If they die, they die. They're not allowed to go back unless until they've done their mission. If they open up the ark and let whatever comes through, you know that was basically it. So they're not allowed to open the way back to Earth. Because it was strange that he called for reinforcements quietly without anyone finding out. But you never hear anything back from that it doesn't go anywhere does it there's no reinforcements on their way it's i wonder if something was there and it was edited out no i think that the fact is that even though you call for reinforcements they would have just said well we know we can't send it so we're just not going to answer yeah possibly i mean you've got pinky there doing dexter fletcher who Mm. who's basically doing nothing he's another one who's quite underplayed in this he's waiting just to stop anyone coming through the ark, isn't he? <laughs> and to Earth. That's his job, isn't it? Well, yeah, he controls the ark back and forth. But yeah, that he has got such a small part in this film, it's it's quite sad really, because he is a very he's a good actor. Yeah, it uh, is he's great. And I love the fight in this and I think the fight um is it destroyer? The big dude, yeah. Yeah, the the fight destroyer has with the monster, I I did enjoy that fight. And because you could see him and he put up a a really good go and it wasn't the tropey normal fight. And his demise when he's climbing up that rope or the climb up the chain and he just gets taken down by the monster. I enjoyed that. I thought that was good. And yeah, it was nice to have a bit of action. I was really struggling. And meanwhile, you've got um, Portman trying to pinch one out on the toilet. And I like that scene as well. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You knew his time was going to come. It, or, and if you're having a shit, that's the best time to go, isn't it, really? Well, that, that, I don't think he was having a shit, but yeah. Um, he just, <laughs> he said he was going, just going to say he was to 
but yeah it, you knew it was going to happen but I love the fact that he's obviously getting thrown around the toilet isn't he by this monster upside down and he'd already mugged off Pinky and they're like Pinky have you got Portman and he's like nope <laughs> so, yeah he's it was really murdered. weird I thought Pinky was in on it then because to me right. it looked clear that um, Portman was getting thrown around everywhere yeah. by this monster. And it when was... Pinky was like, nope, can't see anything, I thought, well, it's... by the audio alone, it's obvious he's getting fucking killed, but you're not saying anything. It's because he mugged him off. So he's like, you can fuck yourself, mate. Oh, so he actually was doing that then? Yeah. yeah, he knew. He could see him on the monitor. But he was like, well, I'm not helping you because you told me to fuck off and stuff and been an arsehole to me, so you can get murdered. Which is a massive, oh my God, you're clearly a psychopath. But, um, that's that was the whole point. That was the joke. Ah, oh, miss me. <laughs> Did you get that, Ram? <laughs> I mean, I I picked up the vibes of um, I can't remember his name now. It was in Predator, where um, uh, we'll go with a minigun um, face yeah. against Predator. That's what this reminded me of because it was good because you could see that the monster was so far beyond what Destroyer could handle, and it was nice having that balance of you know you're fucked, but you're going to do as best as you can. And like you said, it was a good action scene for it. Just with that cinder block. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would have liked a bit more than that <clears throat> to last a bit longer, but it, it was good and it kind of brought me back into the film. And also like the bit when it actually showed a genetic mutation of the prisoners when they're being experimented on. And it kind of ties in with that pit they've got with the electric electrified walls. Mm-hmm. And that's when... I think Rosman Pike's character from, goes from being a scientist to being someone who's just not a very nice person, to be honest. And from then onwards, I kind of thought, I don't care if you die, because she tries to justify the experiments. But regardless, them being prisoners and what they've done, they are just experimenting on human beings and they're trying to make out in the name of science. And it's down to them that they're in this problem, first of all, isn't it? True. Yeah, she did. She she didn't know they were experimenting on humans, did they? Did she? I'm sure she didn't. Well, she had the video, didn't she? They all sat down and watched the video of that geezer in that pit being injected. Yeah, but oh, she, yes, I remember that. Yeah, but she didn't know that was happening. She just she's come across it. I thought she knew that was happening. No, she knew they were experimenting on animals, but I don't think she had any clue. She's obviously another, you know, what the hell? This is not what I signed up for. But clearly the government or whoever has turned around and said yeah let's do it okay i must again i must have missed that one mate because uh yeah. i thought that her and the other people were, were experimenting on them I, no. I honestly wasn't aware that it was like a secret project thing like you get in a lot of these films okay okay oh well i'm should have died anyway because it would have made it more interesting <laughs> to be honest so <laughs> fuck it i've said it now that's it i'm not taking it back no but, that's fine Things after this do start to kind of turn a bit sour and you've only got about 45 minutes left of the film and they start to to lock down the area and they're going to start to make their way out. And she's got to download the files. You've got Rosamund Pike has got three more files to download. So you've got that countdown. And that's when you've got the bond get stronger between brother and sister, between John Grimm and Samantha Grimm. And for me, there wasn't enough backstory for them to actually be like this. But this is also when The Rock starts to to turn evil. 
and it doesn't make sense because he never comes across in this film as someone who is a complete psychopath. Yeah, he's a company man, but he is about team and he will rescue his team kind of he carries injured people back to the lab and he seems like a team player he never seems evil in this at all does he like you wouldn't think he's going to be evil i mean no i you know like you guys said initially he is very much the the military man the you know i'm going to make sure my entire unit gets back in one piece and then it was a very much you know twist as oh, okay this is happening now yeah, and it and it's strange because he then says, especially to the kid, that go through and at one point we, they need to kill all the aliens and they just want to lock down the place, as I said, and go through and kill every single person. No one gets out of this, this laboratory part, this side alive. And that's when the kid's going around and he's searching and he finds a room conveniently full of women and children and he doesn't kill them. And he's told to kill them. And then the rock turns around to him and basically shoots him in the head and causes him a mutineer. And that, to me, doesn't fit in with what the rock's like, because these people are only infected as they've seen and he's seen when they're bitten in the throat and have that thing on their throat. This isn't an airborne virus. And it, to me, it didn't make sense that he would give that order and kill his own person and give that order to kill innocent women and children. It didn't fit in with this whatsoever. All I could think of is he's been bitten somehow. But he hadn't been. It's only when he gets taken away by, pulled away by the aliens that he gets bitten. Yeah. When was... Okay. Because that's when he has the, like, kind of the fight, isn't it? And you think he's dead and he gets he gets pulled off for want of a better word i guess if i mean taking from the point of the marines i mean they've seen some harrowing stuff and all of a sudden you've got demons which you you can't really explain so potential breakdown and then to him it's the whole rationale aspect of it whereby you know you've just seen a number of your men being killed you are breaking down and then for him it's like well who knows who's infected we don't know if they're infected so kill them all yeah. Because you haven't done what you need to do, have you been affected? Because I've not seen you, you know, in the last X many minutes or so, whatever. And you've just come back where you just let people go or, you know, not kill anyone. So are you infected? So it's almost like, um, the, you know, the theory of the thing whereby I've not seen you. I don't know what the thing looks like. It could be you. Mm. It might be that. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm stretching it. No, it's just I, I'm kind of agreeing with Brav in the sense that he is a massive company man. And he's made this decision that everyone's going to die and no one can get through the arc if they're infected. So he's basically turned around and said, we don't know who's infected. We don't know how they get infected. But they show it's you. the neck, though, don't they? Because Wilson it, Pike checks Pinky's neck and says, there you go, you're absolutely fine. But he's obviously doesn't trust them does he because he's just found yeah. out they've been experimenting on humans he doesn't trust any of them if you turn around and say oh i didn't know we experimenting on humans oh all of a sudden we're ex- making creatures and now they're gonna say oh it only happens if it goes through the neck well, how the fuck do i know that you're telling me the truth when i'm being chased by god knows what yeah and you know he's just but i guess it goes to show 
how it leads up to the end of the film that ultimately he's evil because he doesn't he puts his orders over human life whereas we one of us would probably turn around and say i ain't doing that because i'm not going to kill what could be innocent people whereas he's like fuck it that's not my job i've been told to get rid of them i'm going to get rid of them so i think you're giving this film so much credit honestly i really do <laughs> that doesn't excuse why he shoots the kid in the neck in the head then does because it? he's because he's in support you know he's a, a, yeah i get don't get me wrong it's massively over the top but he's clearly fucking going mad yeah i just i, I don't know i i think possibly the for me the only reason they did this was because in the end of this film you're going to be evil you need to be evil mm. to turn into the monster so we're going to take this to an extreme and we're soon going to learn that he's going to be pitted against Carl Urban because they do the sultry looks towards each other and then they go from there but what I did like and what did for me was when you've got Pinky pointing a gun at him and you you do the old traditional look behind him because I thought The Rock was looking behind Pinky um, to kind of throw him off because he goes oh, I've got something behind me and I thought The Rock was going to say no you haven't and shoot Pinky in the head but the fact that it turned out that there was a massive monster behind him that picks Pinky up really surprised me and I quite enjoyed that I thought that was quite ironic because Pinky gets it in the end and you see him in his little wheelchair getting thrown around like a fucking rag doll don't you yeah yeah you do which then he turns into that homage from the third film that third game yeah yeah exactly I, I thought that was really good but it's just it's strange because they, they do chase after and the, the people do end up getting taken out um, kind of one by one in this. And obviously it's only going to be Rosamund Pike. And it's when they get this part, it's when and it doesn't kind of fit in with the way things are, because this is when the rock gets taken away and he gets pulled through this nano door. But Carl Irvine didn't make any effort to help him, I presumed, because of what he just done to the kid. Yeah, massively. So that taints Kyle Irvine's soul as making him an evil person. But that doesn't seem to have any effect when he's later injected with chromosome 24. I guess, I mean, in that respect, he he was also fighting off zombies through the wall to stop them from coming in. Because, I mean, if you've got your commanding officer or, or whoever, you know, your, your sergeant, and then you've got your family, who would you protect more? Be family, wouldn't it? If my missus listens to this, if my family, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well it's right, though, isn't it? He's just seen <laughs> fucking him shoot a, a rookie in the throat for being insubordinate and not following orders and stuff. So he sees him, and it's a split-second decision: is he going to be able to drag him through the wall, or is he just going to put him and his or his sister in danger? So he chooses his sister. Mm. Uh, and again it's we're all different opinions and mm. but she hasn't seen her brother for fucking ages but she's got massive faith for some unknown reason i know they're brother and sister and but there's not been enough character arc build up between these two for her to say right i'm going to inject you with c24 and i know you're going to be fine because i know you're pure of heart you haven't seen him for fucking ages so yeah, how how can you know that? She still grew up with him, Stu. It's not like she's never known him in her entire life. She knows him 
from a child. It's only when the incident happened and his parents were killed that he decided to leave Mars. You know, he still knows she still knows him. Oh, I don't know. I thought it's for it's me. I, I just, gamble, just... It's a massive gamble. I completely yeah. agree because you're right. She doesn't know who he's turned into. You are right, Stu, in that sense. And you're right, Rev, that is a massive gamble. But I guess she's just hoping that he's still the person that she knew growing up. And that's the whole point. Not fair play. We do get probably my favourite part in the film where we actually do go doom and we get the POV mm. with the gun. Uh, I enjoyed this for because this was Doom. This is what Doom's all about, isn't it? Yeah, you like Definitely. this bit, don't you, Rav? Don't you? This yeah, is this, this is... If, if they had this entire movie whereby you see everything from Carl Urban's point of view and then every so often you get like a cut scene um, whereby you've got Carl Urban in actual person so you can see his, you know, his facial features, etc. This would have been okay. You know, I, I would have accepted this. But I, I said I do like it, but it's a bit it's a bit silly at times. Whereby you know you, you all of a sudden um, a zombie comes up and then you shoot the axe and he goes into his head. Is that uh, okay? And then also setting you know setting fire by hitting the, uh, the gas pipe or something like that. But no, I mean I, if if they had done this in the entire movie, this would have been awesome because this is what the fans would have wanted. Well, like hardcore Henry, that kind of POV. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, but for me it went on for too long. I enjoyed it to start off with, but it did go on for too long, and it was it was repetition. Uh, but some of it was amusing, but it was se- six or seven minutes of the same thing. But I did like the pinky fight. Yes, that was, <laughs> that was good. Funny. Especially when you knew it was the wheelchair and you knew it was pinky, and you thought, right, it's what he's fighting, and. He really gets a beating from Pinky, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. But it's because yeah. of the C24 that he can take a beating, can't he? Yeah, because he can heal instantly, as she says earlier. It's also with the, um, with the chainsaw. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. That, that was brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think this was... The, the way he killed Pinky and the use of the chainsaw was possibly my most enjoyable fun part in this film. And it goes back to the end and you do see it's one against the other. It's the rock against Carl Urban and you see the mark on um, the hole in the rock's neck. So you obviously know he's been infected. And the the fight, one thing he does say, which is wrong, when he says, I've got, um, what does he say? I've got half a, half a clip left. He's got half a clip and he's got one shot of the bfg left yeah yeah and apparently I don't know, it's the wrong terminology that marines would use is half a clip but they do have a hand-to-hand fight and i don't mind the hand-to-hand fight i find the the jumping around like the waifu work I, I don't like it to be honest i find it it just doesn't fit in with the characters but i do enjoy the fight they have and you are limited to what you can do between these two, I think. It's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit cardboard, a bit, I just, I don't know, it didn't really hold my concentration. I needed more action. I don't know what you can do, though, in this. Yeah. I mean, if, if they had, uh, I do like the way the rock turned from his human form more than his demonic form. 
if they had stretched that out a little bit more like halfway through the movie and then you were hunting him instead of the Hell Knight, that would have made it a bit more interesting because it, it's the fight in itself is like, oh, crap, OK, these two are actually going at it now. And you know, like you said, Stu, the, the wire work is a bit like, mm, OK. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, more could have been done. Mm, definitely but as you say the makeup is really really good i didn't even yeah. recognize that to be the rock when he is changing it, it is so so good it's so clever and i i thought it was good fun the way he got that those kind of the the brass knuckle dusters the, the wire knuckle dusters when he wrapped that around and started punching carl urban i thought that was good i mean the rock even though he's changed he can still he can't self-heal can he is that right neil no, he should be able to, because he's got the same stuff as as him. So has he got the the C twenty four inside him, or, or is he just a monster? Oh, variant he's, of it, he's yes. been he's been bitten, hasn't he? When he mm. obviously gets dragged off by those monsters through the nano door, he's obviously been bitten, and now he's it's he's changing. So it's similar. He's you know. He's got his super strength and everything else, and that's why they can do this massive jumps and stuff like that. And you know, it didn't work for you and stuff. And that's when he gets that massive rod for his hand, and he, Carl Urban's bending it around his hand and stuff like that. You can see that he's just trying to get it off. It's actually he's not actually in much pain with it. No, no, and I like the fact. And the more he turns, I was actually looking to see if this was the rock or whether it was a someone else because. You can't if if you just saw a picture of that person, you'd never think it was the rock, would you? Uh you'd struggle, I think. You would sit there and go, That can't be him, surely. But no, yeah. it's very good at it was very good very good um sort of makeup and prosthetics and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And it didn't end the way I thought it would. I thought that he was gonna be split in half, just like Pinky was. But the way it does end is he's thrown through the arc and then Carl Urban, um, John Grimm then throws a massive bomb through the arc and just blows um, the rock up. And then he gets in a lift with um, his sister, Samantha, and it just ends it. It surprised me just how quick this film ended. Mm. I'm sure you're quite pleased by that though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't admit I was, but I was quite surprised. I, I don't know whether there was something else that they were going to add or something. I'm not too sure, but whether there'll be a second one, and that's what they were aiming for. But yeah, it kind of just it just ended, and they've saved that part of uh, the, like the base on Mars, which I was really pleased about. Good, it's finished. But I mean. <laughs> I, honestly, it's going to be no surprise, and I'm really sorry, Neil. I always feel really bad. You should. But this film, I really struggled with, and it's I love Doom. And it, I didn't struggle with it because I love Doom so much, because I, I've got good memories of it, and I love playing Quake. And it, this film just didn't work. I, the storyline was just dopey for me. It was too much in the dark, and I found it too heavy going. I really, really did. And there was, I felt like it had been edited badly and there were bits that were in the film which I didn't need, which were padded out and there were storylines which would have helped if they would have added them in there. And the fight at the end was, wasn't worth waiting for and it just 
ended. It, it, it was just a real letdown. And I mean, even in interviews, The Rock, he takes the piss out of himself for being in this film. And it's just, yeah, it just didn't work for me. And I was really disappointed. So, uh, the best bit was probably the POV, but that lasted too long. The worst bits were, it was just in the dark and what I've just said. Uh, I'd give it probably about a one and a half out of five. Well, that's more than I thought you would give it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you are being that, nice, aren't you? I am, because I love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, but I couldn't, I couldn't do the same for you and shoot them up, I'm afraid. Um, no problem, and I've, I've never forgiven you. That's not a problem. I'll give you a big next time I see you. What did you think, Rav? What, go on. Uh, so, so for me, this movie was very much, we'll take Alien, we'll take Predator, mash them together, and we'll say it was influenced by a movie, by a game called Doom. It, it was, that, that's the way I, I, I saw this. Um, the lighting, like Stu said, for me, it was just it's just too dark. I and mean, I get what Neil's you're, you're saying because that's how it's influenced by Doom Three. Now that's you know I'm fully bored with that. But the storyline was not all there. It was missing a few tricks here and there. And then that you know POV scene, as you know, as fun as it was watching it back then, you look at it, back at it now, it's like this is a bit comical. Um, so I. It, it had a great cast. I can't deny that. You know, Rock's coming into his own. You know, one of his, one of his first movies, I believe. I'm not sure. Carl Urban. I still think Carl Urban's the most underrated actor in Hollywood. Um, mm. Probably. Uh, but again, it's just it was missing a trick for me. So I, I'll, I'll probably go one and a half as well. Ah, very interesting. Go on, Neil. Save right. it, mate. Save it. Bring it back. Right. Well. All I can say is I've been thinking about this because I knew, obviously, from the text messages about what the fuck is this and all this <laughs> stuff that's been going on uh, the last few days. And you can play poker with me, mate, and win millions. I can't hide it. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, especially about films. But there again, nor can I. You know, how many times have I sat here and said, oh, my God, this is fucking trash and everything else like that? And you know, I can't I can't disagree with any of what either of you two are saying. However, I would watch this, and I own this, I, w- I would watch this a million times over Shoot 'em Up or that bloody god-awful babysitter film. Which because that? that the, the horror babysitter film that they did a sequel of with the baby. Are you joking? Seriously? It's awful. It's so terrible. It's awful. I hate oh. it. I was disappointed that, well, obviously I was for many reasons, but my son was very ill, so I couldn't join you on that podcast but i mm. i was cursing you massively <laughs> after watching that pile of absolute ass candy it was so i look at this and it's got nostalgia for me and i love the doom series i really enjoyed the doom 3 game and i just though this isn't doom it was it was a nice little homage to it and it's not perfect it's not going to win any awards or anything like that but I like the fact that it had fun characters in it, you know, like Portman and stuff, which are funny and quite original. And the the special effects at the time are really good. They have dated a bit now. And I haven't got an issue with the story whatsoever. It's, you know, rocks. Yeah, I, I suspect 
Dwayne looks back and goes, yeah, I did it for the paycheck, along with most of the other actors. But for me, I, I, I like it. If it came on telly, I'd sit there and watch it. I've got no issue yeah. with it whatsoever. I really don't. I really enjoy it. And that's that's the thing with films, isn't it? Sometimes you just resonate with something yeah. and sometimes you don't. You really like shoot them up and gave it quite a high score and you love that babysitter trash. But <laughs> honestly, if I saw a copy of it in the street, I'd set it on fire just so no one else would ever have to watch it. It was oh, so dude. bad. Whereas this, you'd probably feel have a similar sense to. Yeah. But I, I loved it and I, I'd happily watch it. I'd give it a three out of five and I'd recommend anyone to watch it if they just want to watch something that doesn't take itself too seriously has some cool guns in it, some good fight scenes, has some elements of jump scares, and a really disgusting person in Portman who just makes me fucking crease up. When he goes in there and says, hi, we're in quarantine, I've just got a strip search for you girls. I was fucking creasing up, because I was thinking, I worked with people that probably would say this shit (laughs) at some point in my life. And, you know, and it's just... I liked it. I, you know, I completely get what you're saying, but I have to completely disagree. So I work with people or someone who would probably say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see, and that's the whole point. It's just, you know, it just it resonated with me on quite a few levels, and I, I loved it. When was it we last worked together, lads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple of years now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah you're right it's me it portman resonates with me uh, exactly I... terrible <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good mate it's good if we had the same opinion then uh it would always kind of be a predictable podcast so but the next film we're doing i should imagine we will have the same opinion of it's 1997 and again we're going back to paul verhoven it's starship troopers where you do get to see people like dina mayer in the shower so that's another reason why I have to watch it. Clancy Brown is back, who's been on the podcast. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who's also been mentioned on the podcast. So, I mean, Paul Verhoeven is someone who we've covered just purely by chance quite a lot. And he's, we're not going to do strip tease, but um, he's done really well. I mean, obviously, you're coming to the anniversary of um basic instinct as well which was another one which kind of broke down doors and barriers for all kinds of reasons that this is another film that's come out of nowhere which is a really really good film yeah it's going to be fun to watch it again and talk to my mates about it to be honest because it's one of those films that just took your breath away and not always for the right reasons what I mean you sat there like fucking hell have they really just done that and yeah but it it was brilliant and it's a shame that they went on to make so many more of them because they could never live up to the first one no no yeah this film's absolutely awesome really really good but so we're going to speak about that next week hopefully we will have everyone on the podcast um because it's just a, a really fun entertaining film to talk about that took me by surprise and I, I couldn't honestly believe especially back in 1997 the special effects and you kind of say it on a budget um but the budget for this was 105 million and it, f- it kind of felt like a real b-movie so it's going to be good to talk about our experiences of 
I hope I should imagine we all liked it. And if someone didn't like it, it'd be really interesting to see fight their corner yeah. as to to why you wouldn't like this. I mean, I suppose the only annoying person is Denise Richards, who annoys the hell out of me. She really annoys the hell out of me. That woman does. She's got a very odd character in this, hasn't she? That film. She really strange. Really, things. really strange. But. Yeah, so we'll be back next week with everyone else to cover this. And as I said, this is episode 187. So which means we've got loads of other episodes that um, you can go back for a back catalogue on Amazon Music, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast. Um, they're all on there. And uh, just let us know if there's a film you want us to review. Let us know. And uh, I mean, we'll review anything. I mean, we've just reviewed Doom. So case uh, <laughs> in point there. <laughs> Thankfully, we've done something good for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play. You, you were putting dog shit through my letterbox for a week after we did shoot them up. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just dog shit, mate, but you could only smell that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's us out this week. And, uh, yeah, as I say, join us next week. Thanks, everyone, for your time, and you take care. Cheers, guys. <laughs>